Welcome to the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast 2023. If you like what you hear today, make sure to follow us at Boom or Bust NRL on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to the podcast. Welcome to our Round 14 Pre-State of Origin Game 1 Teamless Tuesday Podcast. I'm your host, Stuart Lord, and tonight I'm joined by Nick Lord, who has a... Well, you're not a fantasy nugget anymore. You're doing real well. How are you going, Nick? Good, mate. Good, mate. Still a nugget. Uh, someone's going to bring the nuggetiness around here without uh, Mitch, so... Good, Excellent. mate. Yeah, that's it. Mitch Mitch is on the late train, but fortunately we have our exile Kiwi, Adam Middleson, joining us again tonight. How are you going, Adam? Yeah, good. And you? Good, good. We've got to pretend like we haven't spent the last 15 minutes talking, right? Hey, how are you going? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. If if you wonder what we do before the uh, podcast, everyone at home, the answer is not much. Uh, but let's <laughs> crack right into it. How do we go this week? Adam, kick us off, mate. How many players did you play? How well did you do? Oh, I played I played this at 12. I just was missing a um, wing fullback. I didn't really want to bring someone in just for the round um, 13. So I, I scored a 706, um, but that put me forward about that places so i'm now sitting at um 1293 with a value of about 13.7 mil so that's huge mate no that that's awesome and how many trades left I'll put you on the spot um there is i've got about 14 15 so sitting pretty comfortably at the moment but with with news later on um that we're going to discuss yeah that could we be could be a bit lower into the rounds yeah well, the good news is if you've got around 14 trades yeah. left, with the extra eight, it's actually good news because there's 44 trades this year, so it means you've got 22, so you're only halfway through. They really gifted us with trades from heaven. Nick, mate. Oh, sorry. I'm also holding um, Clary and Hein, so. Hein Haas, too. Pretty good. Gross. Yeah. All right. Let, let's see whether that lasts through the week. Uh, let's get to you, Nick, <laughs> mate. You had a pretty good week, too. How are you going? Not bad. 7.20 up to 218 this week. Nice. 7.20. That's that's a very solid score, mate. So, mate, mate. Yeah, stop. Stop. Uh, um, oh, I'm out of words already. Jeez, we'll do a podcast. Uh, How did <laughs> you go? You killed it, mate. <laughs> I did. I, uh, I've i been planning for this for a little while, which has hurt me in some weeks. But this week, got an 8.24, which saw me up uh, around 220 ranks to 80th overall. And I hit my about fourteen million fifty thousand in value, which is good. Uh, so I think the buy planning really worked. But then I'm I'm currently got a spreadsheet open for my round sixteen team, and I'm just banging my head on the ground. So especially with all this news of bird being out. So if you see me crying later on, it's because I spent four hours trying to spreadsheet my way to a playable team this week in the round sixteen. Well, look, let's talk about things that we did get wrong. Well, look, one of the top scorers this weekend, he got an 80. I thought that he's looked like a nugget ever since he went off in tears, you know, playing against Parramatta, Corey Hallsborough. He's come back and he's finally playing well. And you know, I, I ignored the Suns. I don't even miss them. I saw them. I just chose to ignore them because I thought that it was unsustainable. But he's not Josh King. He's actually a pretty damn good player. So Corey Hallsborough, I think I have missed the train. But he's playing real well, 730k, 80 points on the weekend, including a pretty soft try. What did you think about that one, Adam? Yeah, yeah, it was pretty soft. Um, but obviously, he's not going to get that every week, is he? So, yeah, it's one of those things that, as you said, I think we kind of missed the boat um, a little bit, unfortunately. But we'll see. Excellent. Nick, what, what, did, what did you get wrong with? 
Mate, a couple of things. Firstly, I um, I was berating Mitch about Adam Reynolds being a buy and saying, oh, he's not going to score a try, break the line, tackle bust. He did all of that for a 78. So <laughs> I got that bloody wrong. Um, the other thing was SJ, I was pretty down on him. Uh, I just thought he'd come back to the pack. So I was right, but for the wrong reasons. I think his base was just down this week a little bit. Um, it wasn't the fact he wasn't uh, getting as much ball necessarily with McCarth being there. So I got the right result, but with the wrong process. Oh, gotcha. I, and look, I think that they were under the gun. I think a lot of Broncos, they're trying to have their breakout moment. So you had a lot of very, very fresh players against what looked to be a pretty beaten up Warriors side. So it's, it shows you that uh, teams with good depth, they can just sort of bring these players up and come out of the blocks, right, Nick? Absolutely, mate. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Uh, Adam, you got one other thing apart from Horsman, mate. What was that? Oh, I, I, I never learn. I keep playing Katoa over um, Cody Nakarima. I, I never learn. It always comes back and bites me. Um, yeah, we'll touch upon it a bit later on, but the Milford factor is, a, is an interesting prospect. Mate, yeah, it's certainly ugly in that space, but let's have a look at it. All right, uh, let's have a look at the leagues. There's only two leagues playing this week, so down W, uh, well done, mate. You're still second overall. Uh, something interesting that was pointed out on one of the forums this week is that first place is around 200 points above second place, which is ridiculous. So it's really going to be chasing the leader from here for everyone. The other one was uh, our chaos mode head-to-head and I had a good friend of the podcast, Dean. We went and watched uh, the footy on Saturday and, yeah, smashed him. So, mate, I won this week. Uh, you're never going to get me. All right, moving on. Uh, Mitch isn't here, but we're going to talk about uh, the injury report really quickly. Uh, there's not much to talk about this week, mainly Cleary, uh, too big sermon about that tooth infection. Only really concerning if he misses Origin. If he does miss Origin... And it doesn't respond to antibiotics as quickly as we might hope. Uh, that could really play be problematic. So uh, the other one is uh, Latrell with a grade one calf. One to three weeks for him, depending on the severity of that. They're saying he could have played this weekend, but obviously they don't want to risk that reoccurrence. It is a relatively high reoccurring thing, as Mitchell Moses and a few others found recently. All right, uh, Jackie Bird. Uh, now, I asked Mitch about this uh, just on the chat on the way in. He thinks it's probably a meniscus issue with him. So, yes, three to four weeks is likely. So we're going to have to make a decision about Jack Bird. We'll talk about him in the final game. Uh, and, yes, so, yeah, Mitt, Nick's just writing that Mitch was really worried about the surgeries. Yes, because he did come off a partial uh, recovery earlier on in the season with like a three-week return to play. So you're right there. Kieran Foran returns to form with another big injury. So he's got a broken toe, two to three weeks looking for him. Jaden Campbell moves into the halves. Very interesting thought process there. AJ Brimson, nowhere to be seen. So it looks like the hammy wasn't a three-week injury. Corey Herrero naira obviously those uh, not great scenes after, as he had those seizures on the ground. Uh, just off the play of the ball, apparently a whole bunch of sub-concussive impacts. Oh, no, I know, I think that the doctors possibly don't have any idea about what caused it, but could be right. Uh, big implications for this is both Corey Horsburgh on the edge and Joe Tarpanay at lock, which will be good fantasy news for them both. Uh, but obviously for Corey, get better. Freddie Lussick, uh, Cat1HIA, one week. 
Awain Egan takes his place in the squad. It looks like no one at the Warriors, if you're playing hooker, mate, you're just going to get absolutely clapped in the head. So bad news for them. <laughs> oh, it's seriously, mate. I, I'm not sure that they've made it three games in a row without a concussion in the, at hooker. Um, oh, yeah. It's just, yeah, there's a fair few going around. Mate, it's, it's shocking in there. So add Bailey soon into the mix and, and you possibly have, you know, neurologist, you know, next yacht. All right. Uh, apart from that, actually good news this week for the judiciary side, all fines. So they're just having a look here. There's no one that we really mind. Uh, Jack DeBellin is the only one that's interesting. Second offense for his grade one dangerous contact means any offenses. Again, as always, we'll put him on the third one. So just be careful about Jack DeBellin. So look, We'll get to the games. We actually have to wait until Friday night, 8pm. Thank God it's not the Broncos. Nick, who's playing? The Tigers versus the Raiders. Um, I don't know where it is. Uh, Leichhardt come to town, one of those two. Um, Tim Shane's made just one change to the side that thumped the Cowboys with Fennel Pole replacing Joel for Gary, who has joined the Eels. Alex Safarth joins the bench. Nappy Coruscant has been named to play just 48 hours after the Origin opener. But backup hooker Jake Simpkin is on the bench. For the Raiders, uh, Jared Croak has been rested. Um, that's the short part of the story. He's been replaced in the centres by Albert Hopwadi as Nick Cottridge returns to the starting side on the wing. Jordan Rappin has been named, but will need to pass his concussion protocols. Seb Chris with that knee will also be monitored. Uh, Hudson Young has been named to back up two days after Origin as well. Uh, replaces Corey Harawirinara, who's recovering after that seizure we mentioned earlier. Matt Frawley joins the bench. Awesome. And look, it, I'm really concerned here is that if Hudson Young doesn't play, I don't even know who in that squad can play on an edge. So it'll be interesting to see, right, Nick? I don't really know either, looking at this side. Yeah, that's it. I'm just looking at a whole bunch of guys who are backs, and I think they're just absolutely shot. Uh, Puru might be able to play. He's a young fellow. He's a mid, but, you know, you know can, can possibly yeah, pay just stick a guy out there, a young guy, yeah. Just, just with a bit of leg speed and hope for the best, um, which is probably good news if you're a Tiger's Edge. I'll be completely honest with you. Maybe uh, Ata Mariota, I'd say, too. He's young. That's true. Yeah, uh, he he could certainly give it a give it a run. He's likely. Well, Nick Kick us also off. Also, someone that can play edge, so th- those guys can play edge. Um, <laughs> so it's so they a bit play of a, out there. <laughs> <laughs> bit of a curveball to start. We've got uh, the Tigers' Haas, we're just looking at Lukey Brooks. Uh, he averages 46 with Wakem playing in the Haas and is priced at 667k. Um, that, so that's his price target. Uh, the question is the Tigers, have they turned that corner after Thrash to the Cowboys? Um, I see the appeal and having him both around 16 and 19, but honestly, I'd just go Burton. I wouldn't bother with Brooks personally. As for Brandon Wakem, his Haas partner at the moment. Um, he's at career average 36.5 and he's averaged uh, pretty much 41 this year um, but in games that he's goal kicked he's actually averaging 45 so if you're loving what you're seeing from Wakem especially last week with that thumping um, then jump on he's priced to hunt 506k I just I'm not really excited by either of these guys to be honest I can't make a recommendation to buy either of them so I just look else we get a cheapie I get a gun at this point of the year I think right Stu yeah, look, I think Brooks, unfortunately, did us all a bit of a disservice because I think a week or two ago, and or if he didn't crack that 78, he really would have been a buy. 
550k or so with that schedule, but 604, it is just that little bit of additional risk for sure. So I, and same with Wakem, 500k. Now he does have that goal kicking, but you, I don't know how much do we trust this Tigers team, Adam? Yeah, not not a great deal to be honest. Um, yeah, uh, with with Joe O leaving, I just don't know how everything's going to play out. And as you as you're well aware, watch over the last couple of weeks, it's very um up and down. They can have a brilliant game one minute and crap the next. So, and absolutely, I'm staying well clear. Excellent, fair enough. The um, well, Adam, how about you take us into mate Corey Horsburgh? Corey Horsburgh now, we touched on it before. Um, we all know how good he is and how good he's been going, like a 60 average when playing 50 odd minutes. Um, he did score 16 points in attacking stats, but that's still 62, so that's still pretty rock solid. Um, he does play buys in 16 and 20. Um, yeah, I, I, th- I think he missed the um, boat and just missed, and he also just missed out on DP. Yes, so that would be round 20 sometime. But- yeah. Awesome. And Joey Tarpane, 75. Oh, sorry. Joey, Joey, Joey Tarpane, I, I really like it for this bench. Um, I just don't see anyone really stepping up um, to play more than, oh, let's say 30, 40 minutes. Um, as you know, he had a career high of 68 minutes last week. Um, 75 points, break even to 36. Um, it's just it's just the wrecky factor all over again, eh? Like, how, how, how do you know? Um, he's so inconsistent. Um, with his minutes and his rotations and everything like that. Although I do like him because he is a Kiwi. Um, although I've been thrown out of the country, um, he just doesn't have a chance of um, playing for playing state of origin. Fair enough. All right. Uh, quick question for you, Adam. If people were interested in one or the other, similar pricing, which one would you recommend? Top of your um, I'll probably go Horsbury. He's got the runs on the board already. Um, but if, if Origin scares you, then, yeah, Tarpany. Real real sitting on the fence answer, I know. Fair enough. Oh, it is, mate. So I'll ask Nick. Gut check. Which one? Yeah, I'd go Tarpany just for the Origin risk factor. Yeah, me too. If I was picking him up, I, I certainly don't want uh, don't want Horsesborough. Though or that round 16 by means is that you'd really only be hurt by round 19 if he, if he makes Origin 3. Uh, we also got to really talk about David Clemmer real quick uh, because the Tigers, they've, they've played two out of the three buyers and so we're looking to pick up the Tigers from now. So 48 last uh, round 12. I reckon we want to watch one more week before we want to buy. So I've just been having a look at his previous scores before that. He's, he's slowly been trending down. Got an average of around 47 this year. But so far from him, we have seen a whole bunch of 40s, you know, with some up-tempo games up against those tougher sides. So 58 against the Panthers, 51 against the Dragons. Haven't really seen a huge score since round one, though. So really, at least one more week on David Clemmer. Quickly, I'll write off Stafford Toei. He got a century, and it's one of the best centuries that we've seen for a while. Uh, I certainly haven't seen too many from a centre. Um, Nick, I don't know whether you, if there's a way we could search out. No, I don't remember. If there's any centres. But yeah, I don't, I'm not sure that there's any centres. Did Talakai crack the century? Oh, he might if he yeah, came yeah. close. Yeah. Excellent. Well, and that's a good point because I was I had written down here, I said, think of Telecast Games as the Seagulls last year, right? It's an anomaly. Don't buy in. He's 570K, too much. Uh, we also got to talk about uh, IPAPI and Bateman. So 
for Papi and Bateman, essentially their break even this week means it's that you can choose to wait. You're not going to get burned out by either of them, Papa, especially uh, Papali'i still got a you know break even in the 60s or so. I would suggest if you're going to pick up one this week, Bateman's probably the better buy. Wait a week on Papali'i. With that in mind, guys, I think that's about everyone that we really uh, got to talk about. Oh, the, the other thing which uh, Adam has written here, which is really good, which is this week we will get to see what the minute split in the side looks at without Joe off and going. So whether Clamman does pick up that extra five or 10 minutes, which really makes him a buy. Uh, with that in mind, Adam, who do you think is going to win this one? I've got Raiders by two. Um, what about yourself? I've got the Tigers by six in this one. I think it'll be tight. A uh, lot played through the middle and, and just around the edges off the back of the halves. What about you, Nick? Yeah, Raiders by four. I agree. We'll be tight. Excellent. All right. Hopefully good to watch because uh, I know that the Tigers have... I don't know. Every time I think they've been on Channel 9, mate, it's been an absolute stinker for the last little while. So let's wait and see. Uh, Saturday, 3 p.m., Warriors versus Dolphins. So for me, uh, I'll take this one. Wade Egan is back. Uh, swap Straight swap for Freddie Lustig. Dylan Walker is back. Mitch Barnett is back. As Tom Alley and uh, Dimitri Sifakula drops out of the 17. And on the other side for the Dolphins, uh, Hamaso Tabuai Fido and Tom Gilbert have been given the weekend off. They have not been named anywhere in the squad. Uh, because I guess they're going from Adelaide straight to Auckland on two days rest is not great. Possibly not even a flight. I know my wife tried to get there to Jetstar on the weekend and it got cancelled. So the let's kick us off for this one really quickly. Jeremy Marshall King has a great schedule at the moment. Only the round 16 buy. It's a good time to buy. I had it here at basically 700k flat. And it seems that he's just pushing out those consistent performances. So if you're short a guy, Jeremy Marshall King could be the go, especially because his buy schedule is much more favourable than Cookies at this point. Uh, Azai Katoa, now I've got here him as Cell. He's ugly scoring with milk, drinking the milkshake at in the halves. So I'd say take your profit and go to Oloapu or Turpin or some other direction. Any disagreement there, Nick? No, I, I totally agree. Get out. Excellent. Good sell there. And look, we've got to talk really quickly about Anthony Milford because he got a 55. He's named at the halves again. 372k starting half. Still scored in the 40s even without his try. Uh, is there any interest in there, Adam? Nah. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I just want to see Hammer back in the side before I make any investments into the side. Oh. Fair enough. Is, is this just because we don't know where Milford will end up if once Cody Nicker moves out of fullback? Yeah, that, that's exactly right. Um, yeah, Bennett, Bennett, Bennett's been all over the place, really. Um, he really hasn't been settled. I think, I think Nikarima's the the big dog there, but I'm not completely sure. Yeah, that's it. It's it's whether Katoa, who who misses out on the squad, uh, and Sean O'Sullivan's actually due back around round eighteen. So good call there. All right, Adam, kick us away, mate. Uh, Tohu Harris, what are we thinking? Uh Simple, um, absolute gun. He, he's a buy. Um, plays 80 minutes in the middle. I like Just it. an absolute freak. Really, really, isn't he? Yep, and his pricing is good. Doesn't play 16. Only tick mark against him, but uh, still great value to have on your bench. Uh, how about SJ? Bit of a disappointment this week. What do we think? 
Yeah, SJ, SJ was a bit weird. Um, we touched upon it before. Like you only got through nine, but I think I think you've got a hold. He he still had majority of the kicking meters. Um, Metcalf only kicked for fifty three meters, so he's still drinking all the milkshake. Um, but yeah, I think I think he's still the big dog, the alpha, the alpha in the halves, um, and just calling the shots. So sit tight. It's his first score below um forty all year, so it's not too bad. No, definitely. Like, and Moses had these other players have had these. Uh, and if uh, Wateni Zelezniak actually held on to any of those balls uh, that were kicked to him early, he would be in the 60s somewhere. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Tawari. Oh, it's as, as easy as um, Bennett just likes likes Lee, um, Edric Lee, or oh, Broker Lee, his cousin, isn't it? <laughs> a, bit, a bit more. So, yeah, stay stay clear. It's that simple. And Nikarima. Nikarima's the funny one, isn't he? He's averaging 36 and a half this year. Um, I, th- I think it's worth, as I touched upon before, I think it's worth holding um, to see what see what happens in their halves um, and see what yeah what it's like when Hammer's back in the side. Um, and he's got a break even about 18, so he should still, still make you some money as well. Excellent. All right. Let's let's keep on looking forward on this one, Nick. Who have you got? Um, I've got Anthony Blake, who's quite interesting. Eight hundred thirty k with a seventy nine this week, a forty six break even. So he's a so he's uh he's been going ham recently. Reason why he's a career point eight seven ppm guy in about forty nine minutes. That's from twenty sixteen to twenty twenty two. That's jumped to over one point zero five points per minute in fifty six minutes. So his minutes are up and his ppm is up. Um, so it's fairly easy to bet against him based on that. But um, the reason why he's up is because his attacking stats were up by 10 this year. He scored five tries in 12 games in 2023 versus only one last year in 21 games in 2022. Um, in particular, his five-game stats, guys, four, uh, sorry, 70.4 fantasy points in 66 minutes, including three tries, three line breaks, 34 tackles a game, and 186 running meters per game. So... He's just on an absolute heater at the moment. Um, he's actually good value if you think he's a 70-point kind of guy, which is pretty much a million-dollar player. Um, I just I don't know how to really explain it other than to say he's just in stupidly good form at the moment, Stu. Yeah, I was I was reading an article about him the other day saying that uh, Webster's really come in with a game plan for him too. Like, it really wants him to play in a certain way. And, you know, he's, he's like a... I don't know what you call it, like a slightly thicker version of James Fisher Harris at the moment, right? Like playing the same way, you know. I've, I've been I've been saying that Toy's playing like Yo all year, and I think they've they set up a very similar plan for for Noah Blake, punch through the middle, and dominate. He's yeah. got the hands, yeah, and, and he's he's got a really good fifth tackle run. Like I don't know if you noticed this, Nick, but uh, I've been watching him. He's actually taking a fair few number of those fifth tackle hit ups, get to the ground quickly, allow for a good kick, so a little okay. bit of footwork before the line. Do you think he's, he's a pipe gym? I th- I think sorry that, Adam. I think that he's close to it. Uh, I certainly think that he's a very close by because I I don't think it's a fluke that he's playing this well. So and he look if you look at his run, he's got a it's not a one game average or a three game average. I still wasn't believing the five game average is the proof in the pudding, right? Because it's what do you tough think, Adam? Too. Oh, just just going back, I th- I think. Finally, we're seeing um, the Warriors are seeing what we paid for. He was in this form while he was um, over in 
manly and he kind of jumped off the cliff a little bit but he's slowly but surely starting to get back right um yeah i just i just think webster's been an absolute treat for everyone in a warriors jersey really he just seems to have made that team go up and up so as a warrior supporter it's onwards and upwards besides the weekend oh and ridiculous stat from the weekend ran for 264 meters yeah nuts just nuts yeah, punched out 68 minutes. So he's got a big motor, and you kind of seen what Phil Gould said a few years ago about about how how good he was. So yeah, for, for me, he's he's a soft buy. If you were looking to get out of Payne Haas because you've got too many Origin players, not enough players playing this week, uh, and you've already got like a guy like Jack DeBellin and Co, I wouldn't wouldn't mind him. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I it just feels like a really um uh. What's the word? My words are terrible today. Uh, it feels like a reckless buy, but um, yeah, it's still a buy nevertheless. Just uh, oh, yeah. it's a risky buy for sure. It's it's he hasn't got a five year sample size like Haas does or whatever else, but he's also not going to play Origin. He's only going to play one lot, not play one game between now and round twenty. Yeah, it's unreal. Yep. Uh, next um, next buy is round twenty two. After that, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, CNK, uh, with the 71, bloody awesome despite the, uh, HIA, he was just everywhere, 240 running metres. Uh, the Warriors are playing that enterprising sort of footy. I think he's a little bit undervalued. He's priced mm. at 33. I'd be keen to jump on, except he misses round 16 for my team. So, um, that's sort of my only criticism, really. Uh, yeah, he's definitely by this week, assuming that you're, um, you're not as worried about the cover for N16. Cause, yeah, because uh, a lot of people's back lines will be drink water and bowler for round 16, but who would you third? And Manu. Ponga and Manu. Uh, I think people play Manu in the centres, right, for round 16? Yeah, that's true. Manu oh, true. Smith for me, looking at my spreadsheet. Uh, yeah, that's that's it there. Uh, round 16. Yeah. Uh, Billy Smith and Manu, and so I've got Drinkwater, Buller, and Ponga as my options. But Ponga obviously could play Origin, whereas, you know, CNK obviously no chance. No chance. So, yeah, actually, that's that's a good question for, for the team. Similar pricing this week. Like, you know, Ponga's a little bit cheaper. Who would you pick up this week? You either got Ponga who plays 16, doesn't play 19, uh, or you pay a little bit more, play Chance, doesn't play 16, does play 19. Adam? Oh, I'm going Ponga. I just don't like yeah, um, Ranzas' head, head knocks. I mean, they're both probably head knock prone, aren't they? <laughs> I was about to say, who are you talking about, mate? The <laughs> <laughs> only person I've ever seen is like, oh, He's Ponga confused. because of someone else's neck knocks. <laughs> oh, it sounds like I've had a couple of head knocks in now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll send you off for assessment, mate. We'll see you in 15. <laughs> All right. No, fair enough there. Look, I... Yeah, I and them both. It's hard for me. I'd probably pick Ponga for the upside, but I still think that Chance is just behind him as far as wing fullback buyers go. Uh, your last cool, player, cool. yeah, Lukey Metcalf, three hundred and sixteen k, a twenty-seven with a twenty-one break-even. So those who jumped on, I think, should be encouraged uh, considering he missed three tackles in two areas. Uh, he copped a lot of traffic down that edge. Mm. Um, he, he could definitely make money if you're unhappy with Katawa. He's just another option for you to make some money. I think that's it. Yeah, I, I, I've got him as a soft buy again, doesn't play 16. Uh, him or Oluwapu. I'm thinking Oluwapu out of those two, just do the coverage. 
Yeah, I like Olapu too. Yeah. Excellent. Okay, but Lukey Metcalf still is a good cash-out option, uh, especially if you own Olawapu. Uh With that in mind, Nick, who have you got winning? I got Warriors by a team, mate. Excellent. Adam? Oh, I I, I rate this um, Dre, oh, Dolphin side, so Warriors by two. Excellent. Uh, um, they're not playing this one at Mount Smart, are they? They're playing this one somewhere else. Go Media Stadium, Auckland. Maybe that is Mount Smart. This could change the name. But uh, I've got this one. I reckon it'd be Golden Point because both very tough teams. And if I bag the Warriors too much, I'm going to get too much hate mail in my inbox again. Uh, <laughs> we get to the next game. So let's talk about the Titans versus the Rabbitohs, the middle game on Saturday. So Sam Verrills for the Titans has been named on the bench for his first game since round two. That was an ugly injury. Uh Alafina Campera, AKP, has been recalled on the wing. Uh, Queensland duo uh, David Fafita and Tino have also been named, but Foran gets a week off uh, because of a broken foot. So he'll probably miss two to three weeks. Jaden Campbell, interestingly, shifts to 5'8", and Keanu Keeney is the new fullback because that's the one thing that the Titans need is another fullback. Isaac Frasil and Malawi returns to the bench. I know it's a team with like 17 fullbacks. Like you've got like Tino, Isaac Liu, and David Fafita and like 15 fullbacks. Yeah. Um, hookers and fullbacks. That's that's all they've got. I guess it is the Gold Coast. Um, on the Rabbitohs side, we've got Campbell Graham uh, is named after that sternum injury. It was said that he wasn't going to play, but he is. Uh, Richie Kenner is also looking to play on the wing, which means that we were lucky that we got out of... Who did we get out of a few weeks ago? Winger from the uh, dual player position. Thompson? Thompson. Lucky we got Thompson because he's nowhere to be seen in this squad. Uh, Latrell Mitchell uh, is not named at all. Uh, Blake Taff at fullback. Cameron Murray and Joy Arrow have been named to back up, so Liam Knight and Talis Duncan drop out of the 17. Uh, all the way... Uh, wow, <laughs> Liam Knight must have stunk it up or been injured because he's nowhere to be seen. So there we go. Let's kick us off really quickly. Uh, I was going to ask about Kalamatangi for Mitch, but he's not here, so I'll move on. to Tola, 41, real ceiling in minutes, so he's still only a medium buyer. I reckon there's better value out there this week if you've got him, hold him. But I would not be buying Tola from here. That's it for me. Nick, another guy that's got a bit of a ceiling, Jacob Host. What are we thinking? Yeah, just yeet him uh, with Colo back the Merchants day. Maximum 50 to 60 minutes based upon their bench. He's a hard sell, I think. Um, just use that money elsewhere, free up some cash. Um, Tanner Boyd is an interesting one. He's actually perfectly priced based on his average this year of 47.6. So I think with Fozza out, he should continue to enjoy literally all the milkshake and keep kicking the goals, which is really nice. I don't see why you would sell him unless selling him to like Someone like Turpin frees up some cash to do something else that's nice. How um, about after his next person? Okay, well, after his next buy in round 16, he plays literally every other game of the season. Ooh. Yeah, so he's finished with buys. So he's done two out of the three buys if you've held him. Yep. Yep. You've already, you've already had the pain, and um, you can hold him, and he's great. He's just a perfect benchy for the rest of the year, I reckon. So I think just holds. Uh, personally, I wouldn't 
moving to Burton, and I'm the biggest Burton lover on this podcast, so okay. that's saying something. Would you move into the next guy we're talking about, Damien Cook? Real, real quick before we talk about Cookie, would you sell him to Cook? No. Okay, because they're equally priced. Excellent. So, Adam, talk to us about Cookie, who's not as good as, you know, uh, Tanner Boyd, according to Nick. Nah, fair enough. Um, Cookie, well, we all, again, we all know how good he is. Um, Damien Cook, fantasy, absolute gun in the past. 695k, I don't think anyone ever wished, um, well, would have dreamed of having brought him for this below 700. Break even of 44, he he just doesn't seem to be running the ball as much. Um, I think we touched upon it last pod, but they just seem to be going side to side um, a lot. So, um, yeah, just averaging averaging fifty five. I've I've got a question for you guys. Do you think if New South Wales um, lose State of Origin, that he'll be recalled? Nick, let's go to you first. No, I think they'll stick with that because of the spine combo, Stu. What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I can't see them bringing him in unless uh, Appy absolutely stinks it up. I haven't seen Appy absolutely stink it up for a long time. The issue at the beginning of the year was that no one was running off him, not that Appy was playing poorly. So for me, it's Sweet. Cookie, I reckon, is cooked. Uh, the danger for me is with Cookie, it's just his buy schedule. The, he does combo pretty well with Robson, though. So uh, plays plays fifteen oh. with Robs now doesn't uh, yeah if you have them both then you can um then you can just yeah play one or the other every week yeah every week for the rest of the season so that is a pretty good run there the only downside about both of those players if you're buying them both have played none of their buys that's not ideal no so uh so the question is. I reckon Cookie and Tanner Boyd, I reckon they'll score about the same, you know, with Tanner Boyd having two more games to play. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. It's about about 50-50 there, which is why they're priced equally. Uh, But obviously the other thing is that if you're a cheese holder and you have a bit of extra cash, he's a great option instead of cheese. Uh, Like, you know, he pairs up very well with Grant as well. Uh, Next guy that we're going to talk about here, in fact, I think we're out of players to talk about, aren't we? That's it. Excellent. Uh, yep, having looked through the squads, yeah, there's no one here. I know people talk about Cody Walker as a pod buy. Hopefully last week showed you why you don't buy Cody Walker as a pod buy. He's a very salty boy, and you really don't need that stress in your life. <laughs> oh, man, who needs that? Anyway. Uh, okay, so who do we think is going to win this one? Nick? Yeah, I've got bunnies by 18. Adam? Yeah, bunnies by 10. Yeah, I've got them by 42. So good there. Oh, mate, I, I, I think that it's, it's going to be pretty ugly, even without Latrell running out the back. Uh, the, there's just no shape, unfortunately, in the defensiveness of the Titans. They've shown that they just leak points this year. All right, uh, let's get to the f- to the late game. So, Adam, take us away. What's happening with the Sharkies? Oh, absolute blockbuster, this one, isn't it? Um, Talakai returns um, to centre with Connor Tracing making way. Um, Nico Hines has been named and should back up based on him being on the bench. And Cameron McInnes is still another way a week another week away. Um, and for the Broncos, is it Kevin Walters has named all five of his um, um which means uh, Corey Jensen and Kobe Hetherington moves back to the bench. Keenan Panacea and Tristan Sutter drop out of the 17. Corey Oates is lurking in the reserves as well. 
Excellent. Well, look, Corey Oates, I think he's probably in the danger for Jesse Arthurs in this squad. Uh, look, I've got no one for this one, but uh, Mitch did have Adam Reynolds. He's not here, so, but we've, I did watch him this game. He did drink all the milkshake, as Nick said before, scored a try, line break. He was bloody awesome. Okay, he was amazing. Mm. And he, he just showed a little bit of toe to get around Tohu uh, and try and split the gap between him and uh, SJ a couple of times. But that just shows you that Tohu should probably be playing one further in. So I think Joshi Curran should probably be out there on the edge this week, protecting SJ. So uh, Reynolds is a buy. The only issue is his schedule misses 16 and 19, even without playing Origin. Hasn't had any of his buys yet. The benefit on him, though, is that you're actually getting a guy who kicks goals. He's got a very great baseline stats and is in essentially no danger of playing Origin at all. So for me, he's he's a medium buy, especially at the price point, because uh, he's lost 11K, so he's like 600, under 650K, guys. So anyway, I think there's some value there. Uh, Nick speaks just about another guy who absolutely slapped it last time that he played, Paddy Carrigan. Mate, uh, we're going to do combo with Carrigan and Haas just because they're both in similar positions. Paddy Carrigan, 767 carry with a 97 and a 29 break even, whereas Payne Haas, more expensive, 880 k with a 68 break even, break even, which is much higher. So uh, I'm just going to look at their um, – Backing up stats uh, per the Rugby League Fantasy Pro. So Carrigan averaged his 65 minutes in origin in his two games he's played. He's backed up playing 64, uh, averaging 64 and 68 minutes, um, but he did not back up after game three. Whereas Payne Haas, uh, he averages 48 minutes in origin and he averages 50 in 48 and a half minutes backing up after each origin. So... Um, I, I mean that to say that Carrigan backs up well after Origin, plays long minutes. Payne Haas's minutes are reduced after Origin. Um, he's not that 60-minute sort of guy. So um, this has really spooked me, um, mainly because the Broncos play uh, three days after Origin 1. They play the Saturday, uh, four days after Origin 2, and then three days after Origin 3. So I'm sort of looking to sell Haas now um, and... Just based on, you know, even though he might play 14, 17, 20, they might all be sub-average scores. So it's like, what's the point of playing him, especially because he's got uh, having him, whereas I can just get out, maybe get someone else like AFB or some other gun in there who might um, absolutely boom in the meantime, potentially, you know what I mean? I do. The, the hardest part about these guys, as dumb as it sounds, there seems to be like, two or three players at the absolute top of their game in most positions and everyone else is just slacking off behind them. So if you were to sell him, you know, assuming that, you know, you own Jack DeBellin, you're really taking risk at this point, aren't you? That's all. What's the risk? Well, the, the risk is you're taking, a, you're taking a pun on guys of the calibre of Joey Tarpanay, Torhu Harris with his knee, uh, David Clemmer, Minutes, you know, guys like that, Adam Fanua Blake, you know, do you believe in the last five or his entire career before now? Just stuff like that. I think other risks. I think the play could be if you don't have Heinz, maybe like me and used to, maybe moving Haas on for Heinz. Okay. That's look, and Heinz is certainly more likely to, to back up apart from for that round twenty game again in New Zealand a couple of days after Origin. 
So, yep. That's, that's Even then, I'd still tip him back up, to be honest, because he's not going to be getting the minutes. That's true. And both of the, both Hines and Hearthstone play 16, so there's no net change to your squad. So, yeah, certainly an option there if you're not a Hines owner. If you are a Hines owner, like if you own Hines, Cleary, Haas, which one would you be selling first, Nick? I'd be selling Haas first, How about for you? sure. How about you, Adam, as an owner? What are you thinking after that? Yeah, I, I think Haas first. Excellent. I think the other two are just absolute must-haves. Excellent. That's right. Okay, good idea there. I like it. Um, I'm just trying to work out whether I, how many halves I can actually have in my squad all at the same time. Heinz has around 17 by, though, so he'll miss 16 and 17. That's the only problem. Yeah. So that that's the reason why he was the larger sell over clearing over the origin period if they were both playing. So I guess... Yeah. You can make a decision after game one. Obviously, if the Blues win it and win well, they're unlikely to change the squad. There may be significant changes if they lose, but I think that would more be like Heinz plays more rather than Heinz plays less. Uh, so so maybe just wait till after Wednesday before you pull that trade. Nick, who else have you got? Um, oh, T. Wilton. I sort of chucked in the group chat. Maybe he was a sneaky buy, but... Um, really he's fairly priced and there are better options that play 16 and 19, Ipappy, Bateman or Nicaras. So um, if you're catching down, um, if you have a bird or edge problem, I just look at those other guys before I look at Wilton. Um, Jesse Ramian, who we love on the pod, 473k, he's got a 33 break even. So whilst Jesse Ramian is leaner this year, his tackle busts are down. Mm. For his 20-point average of high of six per game to only two per game this year, which is disappointing. Uh, really, he's a great buy if you want to move Bird on for a mid-ranger set and forget round 16 and 19 center. Uh, if that fits within your squad, I, I really see him as a good buy. I think 473k, that is excellent value. It is good value for a 600-plus-k center who we know can just like crack out 70s um, on his day for sure. So he's averaging 38, but can really get up to mid-40s average. Um, that's what he can really do um, week to week, which is better than your low maxes. So um, definitely a good value there. And um, as I mentioned, Heinz is backing up too, which I enjoy. Adam, what are we thinking on Heinz? Are we, uh, if you don't have him, are you buying him? Are you holding him? What are we doing? I don't think you can get him until Origin is over, however... His last bite is around 17, so if you're going to pull the trigger, I think it's um, probably um, going to be after, uh, or just before, like round 18, sorry. Um, words didn't yep. want to come out of my mouth. Um, Would you but, pick him up yeah, round 18 yeah, like, and then have him out round 19 again for Origin, or would we want him round 20? Yeah. Genuine question. Uh, probably round 20, but I mean, I, I, I think it's just sort of something like you just get him in when you can. Right, you don't want to be absolutely wasting or ripping your team apart to get them in. That's but I think you just work up to it and just yeah, get them in whenever you can. I'm, I'm as I said before, I'm holding both of them. I, I know it's two million in the cap, but yeah, I think I think it's going to be too hard to get them out to get them back in again. They'll just waste too many trades. Fair enough. Yeah, now you don't want him out and back in, but he's, I guess he's playing three out of the next six rounds. So really, just work out can you hold. Uh, I mm. guess if you're holding us anyway, you might be able to do it. Uh, with that in mind, I think that's everyone that we really want to talk about here. We probably just need to mention Reese Walsh's name to back up, so just be watching that one. Uh, 
I I still think he's playing really well, and he's certainly one of probably those top five wing fullbacks this year. So just keep an eye out for how he plays during Origin, uh, and essentially how damaged he gets through that one. Uh, obviously, we talked about Thomas Flegler being a sell last week. All right. Um, and I wanted to mention Will Kennedy because he does solve a number of problems at wing fullback for 16 and, and 19, and then I thought better of it and decided to shut up. So who have we got? No, no, no I, I had I had the exact same question. Oh, thank you. Okay. No, 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 no. Only because the wing fullback is so barren. Yes, but, it is. Um, when you have uh, Buller and Drinkwater, um, if you've got... Oh, that's why I brought in Gutho. To solve that problem, so I didn't have to. Uh, Goffo stunk st- it up last week. Yeah, but he's still going to play. Like that's true. Yeah, he's, he stunk it up. I don't know. I didn't know what to do. I was happy to bring in Gutho over Kennedy. Do you know what I mean? For the mm. at least I know Gutho yeah. can score eighty or hundred. You know, whereas we, we know Kennedy could score a hat trick and get like a forty or something. That's know? true. The <laughs> only guy I've ever seen produce two negative scores like in a row. So honestly, Will Kennedy is just too difficult. The the other uh, Smokey, um, this is what the buy is sort of doing to all of our heads is like Ronaldo Molotalo as well. You're just like, you know, you're sort of looking at him just like for a long while. He's seeing a Katoa too because Katoa is much cheaper. Uh, Katoa, you know, sitting outside of Heinz there, uh, 466k, break even at 26. I know. I'm looking at all these Eight. guys this week. I'm I'm doing my head in, and especially because yeah, around my, sixteen is going to be my wing fullback would possibly be the ugliest wing fullback of all time. If I did that though, I'd have uh, Drinkwater, Buller, Ponga, uh, Chans, and then like a guy like Sione Katoa. <laughs> be like, anyway, so yeah, vomit emoji. All right. Well, I guess I guess we'll, we'll come to that as we get closer to sixteen, uh, just in case anything really does pop out of it with us. So, Adam, uh, who have you got winning this one? Yeah, Sharky's by toe. I, I just don't know how many of these um, Broncos back up, just considering what happened last year. That's true. Kevy hopefully has learned his lesson, although for us owners of Haas, maybe not. Uh, he hopefully plays Haas seventy minutes and you know comes up or something. Uh, Nick, who have you got winning this one? Yeah, I've got Sharks by four. Excellent. And I've got the Broncos by six. So, uh, But I just played down at points bet. So, you know, hopefully it's a good game. Uh, we then get to the Sunday game. Nick, what's happening with the Roosters versus the Mate, Trent, Rob- Trent Robertson has axed uh, Jackson Paula. That's a pretty easy decision. As Jaru Hargraves with his peck and Joey Manu with the ankle return. Daniel Tupo has been named 18th man. Um, so, Junior Powger, it looks like, has taken Jackson Paulo's spot, I believe. Mm. Means Drew Hutchinson and Matt Lodge shift to the bench. Nat Butcher starts with Victor Bradley, who's suspended. Brandon Smith with that thumb is out for a while. So, Jakey Turpin starts, which is an awesome green flag. Uh, Origin stars James Tedesco and Lindsay Collins have been named. On the other side, for the blue and white, um, Blues uh, duo, Tamita Pangai, Jew and Josh at a car being named in the extended squad, so they're not in the run on at this stage. Blake Wilson will play his third NRL game if Adakar does not back up, while Ryan Sutton will cover for TPJ at prop. Josh Reynolds has been recalled by the bench as well. Interesting. 
All right, well let's let's kick us off. I, I'm just going to rifle uh, rifle through mine really quickly. Free money. I'm swearing off free money for the rest of this year. I reckon he's a write off. He's just too many demerits. Any objection from anyone else in the podcast, Adam? Nah. Excellent. Two out of three. I'm not even going to ask Nick. Uh, David Pangai Jr. He got a 74 though, guys. We've been waiting for this performance, but he played so bloody well. He got into the blue squad. So I'm. It's also- honestly screwed our squads. I think we'd all would have brought him in this week. Oh, he, he like, was in my squad. Absolutely. 550k DPP plays 16, plays 19. Yeah. Solves many problems. Yeah. It would have been him and Hopgood would have just been the cheat code for this. Um, Second buys, you know, it's very frustrating. That's it. You just hope that he punches the referee and a fan on the way out. And no. no, 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 just that he gets dropped. I just wanted to get dropped. That's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I need to play next week. All right, so uh, pain guy, uh, it's also likely to murder his break even because he's likely to get reduced minutes off the bench, even though he is playing on the Sunday. So I'm going to put a line through him until he misses Origin. Uh, and Angus Crichton, uh, guys, I guess just having a look at this one, uh, I know that it mentioned that Nat Butcher taking Radley's spot, but it's actually Satili Tupania at 13, according to this, which seems a little bit weird, but apparently Tupania is there. Angus Crichton's named to 16, guys, so his price slide will continue. Again, just watch and monitor. I'm not sure whether he regains that spot this year because of how well the Butcher brothers are playing. So... Uh, if so, obviously no Angus Crichton for us this year, but he could be a buy next year if he does regain his spot. Uh, we'll just monitor that sort of every few weeks or so if anything changes. Otherwise, we'll write him off. Uh, look, uh, news has come out also that Cheese it is like the eight weeks, which means wheels up for Turpin, who we'll get to in a second. Uh, so, and Manu. I was going to ask Mitch how good Manu should be coming back, but they've named him this week. I'm going to assume that Mitch says all good. We do need to talk about Turpin, who I didn't assign to anyone and no one else picked up either. So Turpin, guys, 330K, play 16. Obviously, the biggest issue for him is that he doesn't play at all uh, well if you own Robson. But as a cashy this week, I think he's a roaring buy. So averages in the mid-40s when getting around 60 minutes, which for me... Massive wheels up when he's priced like twenty three or twenty five. Like it's it's huge money to be made. So twenty points of value, long six seven game window. Nick, you looking to pick up Jakey Turpin this week? Uh, I'm just looking. I did the rundown last week on him. Um, yeah, he's locked into a forty ish type of guy. So he is in line to make about two hundred two hundred fifty k. So and just yeah, needs one good game to get his money going, right? Like just a, he gets a forty plus, like a, you know something approaching a fifty. You just make a ton of. He's money. He's not that dissimilar to Sam Verrills from like a play style point of view either. So yeah. I think he'll actually thrive in this role. Yeah, that's it. Don't muck around. Get the ball to the right people. Yeah, don't be as slow as Drew Hutchinson. Don't break your hand. Or is cheese? Cheese is small. Jeez, he's so slow. Like out of dummy half, he's just terrible with his work. That's it. And every once in a while he has a run and it's more everyone's surprised that he's actually running. <laughs> All right. Adam, any interest on your side this week? Therefore, Turpin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking about trading him out for Qatar. It's a, yeah, 100k de- decrease or something. So, bank it and, yeah, run. That's it for that post-origin splurge. That's a pretty good one. Uh, if, you, if you can do Katoa and Haas to Turpin and... Hines, not a bad call there either. All right, uh, 
moving forward, uh, I think that's just about everyone from my side. Adam, Jacob Preston. Yeah, Jacob Preston. We've, I feel like he's a he's a one that he's a person that's absolutely annoyed every single one of us by. Um, he was a sell, and then now he's put on back to back good scores. Um, yeah, just a perfect eighteen man break even of thirty five. Hold him if you got him, um, but yeah, don't go don't go rushing out and getting him. All um, the as well. I just whizzed through this one. Um, a, another great exit strategy for Katoa or Nikarima um, owners. Um, yeah, just seems to be growing confidence. Awesome. Now he's he's certainly one of those guys, and he's by far and away the best cashier this year. If you if you got him at the very beginning, you've made four hundred and thirty odd k. So he's absolutely smashed it. Two years in a row that the Bulldogs have produced the best cash of the year after producing Max King last year. Uh, so yeah, so definitely uh, Preston is a great hold. I'm not sure about the DPP. I'm pretty sure it was Raymond Fatale Mariner who got that one, who's for some reason is not named this week. So don't know what's happening there. Uh, and Oluapu. Sorry, what was that? Uh, Oluwapu, mate. What are we thinking? Oh, Oluwapu, um, yeah, just just a perfect exit strategy um, for Kato, for Katoa or Nikarima. Um, yeah, that's cash it. down, perfect. Yeah, that's. I think a few people are short a half of sixteen, so I, I think he'll fit the bill. Uh, hopefully, better than Katoa did this round. The only downside I see with the Bulldogs, they've got a really tough three game streak. Like I'm, when I was having a look at them. Uh, for some of their guys, like, uh, uh, sorry, uh, for Burton, I was, I was yeah, the, the three-game streak wasn't particularly good. So having a look up here, pictures, they have Roosters, Eels, and Sharks in three weeks. So yeah, right. is, that, is that a, that's a real tough one, eh? Yeah, but, but he plays, which is the important thing, and he'll make some money. So I think it'll be fine. Excellent. All right. Uh, Nick, who have you got? Matty Burden, uh, I've held the faith all year, strongly believe he's still a great buy. He plays around 16 and 19, he's drinking all the goddamn milkshake. I did a deep dive in the preseason where he can rack up heaps of huge scores on bad teams for stretches. He had a purple six-game patch of averaging 70 from rounds 9 to 14 last year and averaged 61 from rounds 8 to 21, which is a decent sample size. Seeing as he won't play Origin, he won't hit the wall either this year because he was not playing Origin. I still have him as a boom. Play 16 and 19. Get him in your squad. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to do it. Mark from Fantasy Amateurs. Pause the podcast. Go get Matty Burton to your squad. Um, Harrison Edwards, 432K. Five break-even. So low break-even, but named on the bench again. He's played 63 minutes of 44 fantasy points this year, which means he's a lot of upwards mobility price-wise still. I suppose looking at this bench uh, that he'll get awesome minutes this week still, so that makes him a buyer still. Um, I just have low expectations. So if you uh, if you bring him in, just have that expectation you might need to bring him out in a week or two. Yeah, that's, that's the hard part there, especially if TPGJ does play. You don't know who's going to drop from the squad, right? Well, I think you do. Uh, I think it's, uh, I had a look, Sam Hughes will probably drop, I'd say. Fair enough. And then once Luke Thompson comes back round eight, I guess Luke Thompson's now round 18, so, and kick out like round 23. So, yeah, I guess you do have a bit of a bit of a runway, but it's, yeah, how much longer have you got? Good call. With that in mind, guys, I think that that's probably everyone that we really need to talk about. I think Billy Smith, we're just saying, is a great hold now that we have no Jack Bird, yeah? 
That's it. Yeah. All right. That's the only other really fantasy relevant play there. Uh, and Luke Keary, uh, could you justify picking up this week? Five fifty k, Nick. Mate, I've squad. got him. Yeah, I've got him. Yeah, well, that's one thing. It's like Kiri five fifty k play sixteen, uh, thirty two break even. Uh, does most of the kicking and all of the organising. I like it. I like it because um, yeah, he'll get all that halves milkshake. Um, the question is, will he find his running game again? That will sort of depend upon whether this forward pack can fire up. You know, the bench is starting to look better again, which is encouraging. But yeah. I, I. I wouldn't bring him in this week. I, I can't say he's a buy. He was a buy a few weeks ago where we took the sub punt 500. on. I don't think it was sub five. I just think it was low fives. You know, he was four, four, four or 80 at one point. Yeah. Yeah. It's all good. But uh, yeah, it's certainly his meters gained. Uh, he had a shocker against the Panthers, but I guess so did the whole roost. They just got pumped. He ran for 32 meters, but ran for 125 against the Dragons for his 54. Uh, yeah, he's but, got well. Looks but good. also got also got a double in that fifty four, so not as good as I hope. Um, awesome. Who have we got winning this one, Adam? Um, I have the Roosters by two. Excellent, Nick. I have the Chooks by eight. Excellent. And look, I'm I'm going to do it. I'm going to say it's going to be the Bulldogs by four. One of those boilovers from last year. All right. Hey guys. Go. Yep. At nineteen, there's Sandon Smith. Has anyone ever heard of him, or are they just misspelled Brandon? No, there's a senior Smith NRL player. Uh, Whoa. <laughs> there's Billy Smith, Brandon Smith, and Sandon Smith. How many? I guess Smith's a pretty common surname. <laughs> uh, he was 18th man last week. Oh, true. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm having a look here. Been playing a bit of New South Wales Cup. I'm not even sure where he plays. Shout out Sandon. Yeah, it. shout out Sandon. Yeah, what a G. <laughs> don't even know what position. What a G. <laughs> um, I'll put you this uh, way: he, he's such a high quality player. He's not even on there. Uh, he's he's a halfback because Sam Walker's still out with that Grade One ACL injury. There you go. I guess in case Jerry Manu's not right. Yeah. All right. Let, let's get to the second Sunday game. The three Sunday games this week. The second one: uh, Cowboys versus the Storm up in Townsville. So uh, with this one. Uh, it looks like Tom Dearden returns. Jason Tamalolo though, is named on the extended bench. More likely to return this week than last. Jeremiah Nanai comes back on the bench. Could be a late-minute replacement. Val Holmes, Murray Tuolagi, and Ruben Cotter are all listed amongst the reserves and will be monitored. Uh, Semi Valame uh, will make his club debut in the place of Robert Derby, assuming that, that those late changes don't all come in. On the other side, guys, from the Storm, uh, same squad. Cam Munster and Harry Grant named to back up. Everything else same as round 12, down to the numbers on the extended bench. Tarek Sims in what must be a late career slide, all the way at number 21 behind Tom Eisenhuth. So, yeah, not good for him. Uh, let's talk about Reese Robson. Guys, thank goodness for people like me who've held since round one. Uh, that he pulled out this 70 because I was really worried that, you know, he's going to impact a lot of scores this week. Instead, return to form, 55 tackles, some running meters, uh, offload. So lots of good things from Robson. I've got him as a hold to at least round 15, at which point you can reassess your life. Uh, we also got Luciano Leilua, who's named uh, on an edge this week. 
So slowly came into the game last week. It's obviously not quite match fit yet, even though he's not been injured. So he's a guy that we really do want to monitor for that dip in price because he, at his best, Nick, is a gun, isn't he? 100%, mate. Yeah, and so we just sub 500, you know, he's down at 572, high break even, could crack 500k, so be a really good trade out. Uh, we also got to talk really quickly, Jason Tamuolo, he does play round 16 in the middle, which is good coverage, but we really do want to see a good game from him this week because he's got the buy next week, so you cannot buy him this week, cannot really buy uh, any of these guys this week from the Cowboys, but we do want to monitor this week if he does play. Uh, Nelson Asafa Solomon as well, 38. I'm not sure we can trust him. He's got a break even of 67 this week, and he's got issues with ribs. He's got issues with his ankles. He's got issues with his knees. He's got issues with punching people in the head. So, <laughs> a big avoid this week. All right. Uh, let's just hope that he didn't take the week off and go to Bali. Now, Nick, we got to talk about a guy who brained it last week, but with his uh, footy skills, not with his fists. Scotty Drinkwater. Yeah, he's still uh, drink water. He's still a buy, even despite his buy. Yeah, he plays 16. He just should be in your squad, I think. Um, I reluctantly brought him in, but uh, very happy with that purchase. I think you would be too if you don't have him in your squad. Harry Grant, uh, 786K, 71 break even. So he actually backs up pretty well from Origin and should back up uh, having that hooker rotation off the bench. Um, I'm not bringing him in at this price, but I'm holding if you have him and have adequate hooker coverage. Otherwise, sell them after round 15. Nice. Awesome. Uh, we also got to talk about Eli Katoa. Mate, 553K, 26 break even. Uh, look, we know Eli Katoa can score. He can go big. He can also go bust. So he's a boom-bust sort of player. He's not a gun. I just think he's a mid-ranger based upon his ups and downs. There's 100K in there. Um I just don't see a pill and just burning more trades to bring in a non-gun necessarily, even for around 16. If you're short on edges for around 16, go get Hopgood, go get Bateman, go get Ipappy, go get, um, if you need a cheap option, who's a cheap edge? Um, That's where the question is. Uh, let me think. Give, give me, uh, move we'll, on. We'll, 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 we'll come back to that one. Nick's going to look up some cheap edges for around 16, assuming you don't have 700k. Uh Speaking about guys who aren't quite 700k, but be worried about it if you bought him in this week, Helam, Lukey, Adam. Oh, we, we mentioned it last week, didn't we? He's going to be swings and roundabouts. Um, yeah, I think he scored a teen score last week with a 60 this week um, with no tries, no no real attacking stats. So it was pretty pretty good. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. If you want to if you want to live dangerously like Mark on the Fantasy um, Amateurs podcast, um, then grab him. Um, otherwise, yeah, don't. Also, Nanai has returned on the bench with Lay Lewis starting. So, three's got to somehow fit into two. Yeah, that's, um, that, that's, that's not living interestingly, mate. That's just, I don't know, setting fire to your pants and wondering why it's warm in the room. Like, you, <laughs> like, like you, you look at the trend here, you go, oh, look, there's another edge on the bench, right? A guy who's very much <laughs> boom or bust. He's got the buy next week. Anyone who's buying Heal and Lukey, please get yourself checked out for an HIA over in Canada, same place Caelan Ponga went. Why would you get... <laughs> well, no, no, but what's the difference between Lukey and Eli Katoa? Uh, one doesn't have the buy next week, doesn't have replacement players sitting on the bench waiting for him who are on $800,000 a year. 
isn't coming off a coming off an ACL return. Uh, where how much more should I keep on going? But they all they keep saying is is oh. You know, Luke is the future with Nanai, like Lou Lewis, just play through the middle. That's what you guys keep banging on about. I'm the well, one that was saying don't get Luke in the first place because of this problem. Fair enough. I've also earned a lot of really good scores and cash off Luke, so I'm not crying. Yeah. But I'm, I'm just saying that, like, for me, I'm looking to exit Luke round 15, possibly straight up to a guy like James Fisher Harris. Just straight trade. Thank you, Kate. Thank you for playing. The way, the way that the pricing goes, the way that pricing goes next week, I reckon you can do that with a. Maybe twenty five k in the bank because we'll get to James Fisher Harris, but he's got a sixty nine break even this week. Elon Luki yeah. has got a twenty eight break even. I reckon there'll be twenty five grand difference next week, assuming that Luki gets sixty. Yeah. Yeah. So to the cheap edges, you've got Luki who's a bit cheaper, and then you've got potentially Jaden Ockenbaugh might get that edge tomorrow potentially. Oh, you mean the DPP? Yeah, Ockenbaugh hasn't been got the DPP. DPPs have come out. He hasn't received it. Are they out? They're out. Oh, let, let me have a look. They're out. If you check Ryan Madison right now, he's got DPP. Oh, he does. Oh, well, there you go. So a number of players were named. Jaden Ockenbaugh hasn't been named officially on the edge. He's come off the bench a number of times to play on the edge. This week was the first week. Oh, they usually come out on the Wednesday. Oh, they've been done early this week. Okay. They've been done early, okay. I think, because of the less games. Or Origin. Oh, they're all useless. They're all useless except for... Um, Meadow. And Phoenix Crossland, a lot of people were keen on, so, yeah. That's true as the hooker cover for round 16 or 15, if you've got mm. Uh And Granville, middle cover for round 16. Oh, yeah. That, that, yeah, that's very handy. For, you got Granville, don't you, uh, Adam? Nah, I got rid of him. Got rid of him for Loki. <laughs> so, which we talked about here, Granville got a yeah, 55 this week. Uh, he's a definite oh. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely now, yep. yep. Yeah, DPP. So, so with this in mind, I I don't know, I, I see Luki as a possible cash out next week. You know what you were getting. Uh, we just got an extra bonus this week, you know, with Nanai uh, coming off the bench and possibly in the doghouse. Because he's, he's really had that as uh, Spinger now. I, I think they're really short in preseason. The fact he's only just turned 20, he's probably playing against him right at him. Yep. Oh, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> We've lost Adam. Sorry. I, I, I think it cut out briefly. Yeah, it did, mate. All good. We just I was just going to say, I think Nano's got the second year blues short preseason. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He'll come out all guns blazing next year. Excellent. Well, look, uh, so we'll ignore Nano as well. Look, who do we think is going to win this one, Adam? I've got Storm by eight. I'm still not sold on them. Yeah, gotcha. How about you, Nick? <laughs> Storm by 30. Yeah, mate, if you were going to say Storm by 30, I reckon Storm by 32. The Cowboys have been stinking it up end-to-end. Uh, I reckon it's definitely 30 for Tamil, although it doesn't play because it just looks soft in the middle. All right, uh, let's get to the last game. Speaking of software, the Dragons, they're going off to play the Panthers first versus 17th. Uh, a game so bad that I invited multiple people to come and watch this with me and they've all said that they didn't want to see it because they knew or they thought the Dragons were going to get toweled up looking at you, Mitch. All right, Adam, take us away. What's happening with the Panthers? Um, Penrith Origin stars um, have all been named Spencer Liniu and Matt Eisenhu um, from a groin and a shoulder and Isaac Tunnel, sorry, from a pectoral have all been named amongst reserves. Um, 
for the Dragons, Ben Hunt will, um, is named to back up. That means Jaden Sutherland has um, gone back to the bench. Jaden Sewer returns and Billy Burns also um, comes into the pack for Ben Murdoch Masilla. Um, and Jack Bird um, has been rested apparently for three weeks. Um, and Moses in by finally gets dropped off to the 18th man. All right, let's let's talk about the big two ones first. Uh, obviously, we're talking about Couchman. No, we really got to talk about Jack Bird. So, <laughs> guys, uh, gut check on this one. It sounds like, from what Mitch said, he was very concerned for the meniscus for the off-season surgery more than the ACL uh, in this case. With that in mind, the fact that he'll be missing three games and probably, but not definitely, be back round 17. Is he a buy or a sell? Gut check from you, Nick. Oh, he's an absolute sell. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Now sell, sell, sell. Okay. On your, how about you, Adam? I'm, I'm more leaning towards hold, just frankly, because it's bird and then it's daylight. And assuming you've got Manu and your wing fullbacks. Manu and Lemme early. And yeah. so, yeah, there's, there's just no one else really. Um, but yeah, I'm happy with either. Yep. No, got you there. I'm. I'm leaning towards sell, but only because I've got Billy Smith, Manu, and Lemu Alu. So I'm figuring that I will use Bird to go and get someone else. Wait till he's fit again, because I know that Mitch, the other thing that Mitch brought up, which is very important with this one, will he be back to 60 Jack Bird for the first couple of weeks after he returns? And the answer is probably not, because he plays that very much jinking across the field, pushing people in the chest and getting those tackle breaks. So, right, that's a bit of a game changer. Yeah, so yeah, you might be eating three weeks out plus two weeks worth of bad scores or, or medium scores. So yeah, with that, uh, he's a sell for me. Uh, out of the options, if you had to get a center, uh, obviously there's what, Joe Manu, so is the good good option there. Uh, who else is on the list? Adam, anyone else on your list for center? Oh, uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out someone that plays 16 as well. Um, I I like Ramian. Ramian. We just mentioned Ramian, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But other than that, again, it's daylight. Yeah, how about... Penasini's good. He's He's got a buy this week, but Penasini plays all the off weeks. He does play, uh, He does play. He's, and he's only got the standalone buy round 18 after this week. So, I just don't like buying people on the buy, right? That's true. That is always a danger. You could hold Bird this week, assuming that you can play 17 otherwise, though I don't know how many people have that luxury. Uh, I might be able to, just thinking about it. Uh, how about you, uh, Nick? It's like, obviously, we spoke about Raimi and Penasini. Anyone else? Assuming we got Manu in the early? I'm actually, th- well, I've got Lomax, so um, I've got an extra sort of midi centre, so I'm sort of thinking moving Bird onto like a Bateman, some sort of other gun underpriced edge to shore that up is my thinking i like it i like it the um yeah for me i'm i'm thinking about doing something similar got lamulu manu and lee smith so i'm thinking about bateman this week pretty much a straight swap and very similar players on an edge frustrating they are but can punch out great scores it's got a lot of footy yeah big big plays they can get the turnover tackles and offloads and sort of do it all really can't they that's it. Extra, a skill set beyond your normal edge back row. Yep. Awesome. So, uh, edge back row, same thing twice. All right. So, we talked about Bird. Uh, 
let's we'll, t we'll wait to the other guy to get through next one i'll just really call, talk about cleary so cleary obviously got the 106 uh he's the he's my captain if he's playing he may be rested the big upshot if he's rested or if he misses through that tooth infection especially then really make sure that your vice captain is good this week a lot of the time a vice captain is the muck around exercise for us uh this week especially you know if you've got cleary to a lesser extent hines just got to make sure you've got a really good vice captain. You never know what happens during Origin. Or if someone's late out, Penrith would be more than happy to have him not play the week if he came back with a bump or a niggle. The other guy we've got to talk about real quickly, James Fisher-Harris. He got a score of 16. Uh, Broncos, looks like they came in fresh for this week. And it also looked like he was being really targeted by the Broncos uh, in defense. So breaking in the 69 means waiting at least one week. I do really want James Fisher-Harris in my round 16 squad, though. I'm just waiting for any sign of a good score. Uh, is that someone you want? Is Fish someone you want in your round 16 squad, Adam? Yeah, absolutely. He's just an absolute gun over this period, eh? Yeah, that's it. They, I, just, they caught. I just really want to see it this week, because even if he does get a 65, you know, he's, I'm not going to lose my chance to get him, right? Yeah, Absolutely. He's still going to be there, and as you said, you could trade him straight for Loki. I'm hoping so. How about you, Nick? You see, see on your radar? Uh, not really. I'm sort of just looking at the um, the Eels, Bulldogs, Sharks, and is the other team uh, that plays both rounds? Tigers, yeah, that play both rounds. So I'm looking at those guys first and yeah, foremost. I gotcha. It's just the middle where it's tough in that spot. So because there aren't too many, there's like Clemmer. Udo Akamanu. Like, there's no Samuel Fainu. And Fainu. Well, that's it. No, Fainu's my other guy. It's like Hopgood, Fisher Harris, and Fainu are like my three middle <laughs> And I've just got to hope that, you know, coming to a luggy, like, hurts his face again by, like, you know, chewing on a, you know, chubba chub or something. <laughs> Stays out of the squad. Anyway. Uh, okay. So, so, so that's it for me there. Nick, uh, we got to talk about Zach Hosking. If you held him this long, what are we thinking? Yeah, just hold him. He's a gun. Uh, I'm calling it. He's a gun. He's a 50s plus, 55 plus sort of guy. So I think he's just worth holding. And oh. round 16 coverage, which we like. Are we Only worried about Liam Martin sitting there on, on the bench? Or do we, no, is he not this week. No. New role? Not this week. Yeah, I wouldn't worry this week. Uh, just just monitor it week to week. But he's not he's not a buy, but he's not a sell. So I just hold on to him just for that round sixteen coverage if you got him. Excellent. All right, uh, a guy that we really need to talk about this week, Jacob Little. Mate, the those old uh, Dolphins forwards could not deal with his running game. He tore them to shreds uh, with a couple of line breaks. I'd wager that he won't catch other teams cat catnapping actually. Um, what I actually love, though, guys, 53 tackles, three Gross. missed tackles. We like that. That's what's really encouraging if you want to get a little. Huge. Yeah, like if you had to pick between him and Turpin this week, uh, who would you be choosing? I don't like either, to be honest, that much. Um, probably, probably Turpin because he's cheaper, but um, obviously, oh, actually, oh, Bud Sullivan doesn't play many minutes off the bench usually, does he? No, like 20. Yeah, so Little's probably getting 60-plus. I, I, I can, I reckon Mitch would probably back me there too. I think that's virtually a lock. I think he got 70 minutes last week, so, mm. yeah. Yeah, I, I'm liking Little Little certainly in that role there. Now that he's got a better one now that they're not playing M-by for the first 45. 
It looks like M buys in the doghouse where he should be. It's not a middle. How about you, Adam? Which one are you thinking this week? Oh, I'm I'm definitely locked and loaded on middle. Excellent. He seems to be the unfavor one. Yeah, no, me too. I'm I'm just trying to work out for my coverage whether I need him well, what, or not. What happens when Jason Riles comes across in the next week or so? Because that's there's, supposedly a locked deal. Who there's no you know? I, only the end of the year apparently. Is it? From what I saw today, it's the end of the year. But even if you started there, who else is that? Who else is there? Ben Hunt. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Ben Hunt. Yeah, but you, like you we, we saw Ben Hunt trying question. to defend in the middle. He's literally jumping at dudes to tackle them. That's fine. What's Jake? What's Jacob Little gonna do compared to Ben Hunt? I don't see any difference there personally. No, it's more just protecting your best asset by not having to make fifty-three tackles a game. Yeah, but if you're playing Ben Hunt hooky, you're just saying Benny, move on, aren't you? That's true. I guess that's the goal. So there is that little bit of risk there, but surely there's enough upside that we'll we'll get some notice, right? Huge upside. Excellent. So a uh, little little bit of risk there, but mainly staff related rather than talent related. Uh, we know he can be a 600k guy from that 2020 run that he went on with the Tigers. Also, got to check. We all need a little bit, a little bit of risk, don't we? That's it, Zachy Lomax. Speaking about risk, mate, uh, do I regret buying him? Kind of. Uh, will I trade him out yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> he, looks, he looks better on his right hand side, but that was the Dragons without Ben Hunt. I think it'll be better with Hunt there. Hopefully oh, yeah. this week, getting the good ball. Jaden Sewer also playing outside him instead of like you know whoever they had out there last week. I I reckon he'll, he'll be in for a great week. Yeah, he should be. Uh, I mean, Panthers. all the fun, the fundamentals are there. Yeah, it's Panthers. That's probably the only fundamental, isn't there? Uh, all the other <laughs> fundamentals are there, other than versus the Panthers at home. Um, <laughs> far out God on a it. Sunday five day rest after Origin. With Tango and all these other guys back and fit after a number of weeks out. That's the only downside. But as far as it goes, I reckon for Lomax personally, it's wheels up. He's the only center who's kicking goals. He's not playing Origin. Yeah, I like it. I, I really do actually like him as a buy. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I just don't think it could be poo-pooed. No, he's a great exit for Jackie Bird. Now, again, because we've talked about him before, gut check. Uh, is it Lomax or Jesse Ramian? Nick. Yeah, Ramian. I'm just so focused on this buys, especially round 16. Um, I think we were talking before the pod. It's a nightmare this round 16, putting like a, a decent team together. If you can get a good sense like Jesse Ramian in, he could just go bonkers that week potentially. Yeah, you know what I mean? And play could... Joey Manu at wing fullback, which solves my wing fullback issue too. Jeez. Big problem, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Gross. And then I'm playing Billis. Yeah, okay. I like it. How about you, Adam? Uh, is it Zachy Lomax or Jesse Ramian for you? Or another option? Yeah, Ra- uh, Ramian. Ramian all day. You probably save, I think you saved some mid there too, so that's always a good price. Uh, excellent. Now, Adam, another guy we really need to talk about this week. A lot of players, the, the most traded in player this week amongst top 5,000 players is Dylan Edwards. Why? Well, it's just. He's just filling a massive hole. Like, as we've touched upon before and previously, the wing fullbacks is just, as you said, gross. Um, <laughs> it's, it's either Cashies or Manu and maybe um, Drinkwater at an absolute push, but everything's just an absolute crap. Um, he's averaging, he's still a massive pod too, averaging 55 um, points a game, only 10% owned, so good to go. 
um, with regards to that. Yeah, last score of 60, um, break even of 48. But he is he is priced out, so he's 742k, um, but he does play round 16. Um, and that, that that's something that I bet you a lot of coaches are licking their lips for. Yeah, no, definitely. I, th- I think people are looking for some real stability in there uh, and, you know, possibly looking to to move on Jack Bird in other ways could be another sort of play in a different direction. Uh, yeah, I, I don't mind the Dylan Edwards play because I think, as dumb as it sounds, he's having to do more this year than previous years and he's just hit that next level of next level of skill. So I, I don't know about you, Nick. Would, would he be the next man up if James Tedesco went down? Uh, Tommy, Tommy Turbo. Yeah, I guess and you play Campbell Graham at centre if he was fit. Yeah, that makes more sense. He's not far off. He's not far off. He's probably the one after that, right? Yeah, it's just whether you bring him in and just leave everyone else where they were. That's all. Threatening either side, that's all. But yeah, I do. There's still a Stars Hay, Adam. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I'd, I'd bring Edwards in. I think he's the unsung hero of that pen, pen to side. He's yeah. ducks nuts, isn't he? Yeah. Play- <laughs> ducks nuts. Oh, the... <laughs> I've never looked for ducks, nuts on a duck, but, you know, start looking for them, I guess. Uh, let's talk about another guy uh, with nuts, uh, Couchman, Toby Couchman, 49 last week. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that segue. I, I, I'm good at talking in, at the internet. So, got a 49 last week. What are we thinking about that one, Adam? Aren't you glad you joined us for the podcast? Oh. What about oh, Toby Couchman's testicles? <laughs> <laughs> now we'll all have to look at him this weekend. <laughs> yeah, give, give us a real in-depth view of him. I'll, I'll come back to you next week, eh? Let, let you know what, what they're like, the size. <laughs> no, okay, but, now, now, now that we've done that, what, what are we thinking? Couchman scored, what, 49? Um, essentially, yeah, it was a once-off, I think. Um, 361k, break-even 11. Um, he got a 12-point try, so that takes him down to 37. Still not a bad score if you've got him, but I wouldn't be rushing out to get him. Excellent. Yep. Sounds great there. But, okay, speaking about the next guy, didn't get a try last week, Sloan. Oh, mate, he is just terrible. Like, uh, if you haven't got rid of him now, I... Don't, like, just go into your app store, just delete the app, just play <laughs> next year. Like, seriously. He's number one like, this week. Number one, Sal. I just, yeah, I don't know what you've been listening to, what you've been doing. If you, um, yeah, if you haven't sold him already, it's, yeah, diabolical. I can't even believe he's still on people's teams. He, he's he's almost a guy that you could sell, right? Like, pick up in a few weeks, it's another cash if he goes on a bit of a run. He's lost that much money. So down oh, to three twenty three. Absolutely. Yeah, Is he that low again? Three twenty three K and he's got a uh thirty six break even, so he could still eleven percent ownership, which is why we had to talk about him. Still, here we go, guys. Uh interesting. Top one hundred still three percent owned, top thousand five point three percent. Top that's five. That's me. 000. Yeah, that's if you held him for last week. <laughs> oh mate, it's 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 like people like myself who held who held hammer almost all the way. Yeah. Anyway, uh, awesome. So I think there's not many other guys to talk about here. Having a look at the rest of the squad, 
Uh, just be careful of any of the other Panthers because we know that they like to rest guys. They, they're more than happy to bring any of these other guys in and play them, especially against the Dragons. I can't see them, all these guys, playing uh, the full 80. So with that in mind, and obviously if you did buy Jaden Sewer, I know a few people were on him. He did miss last week, but he is back with that knee. Uh, knowing what Mitch would say, we'll be down for a week or two as he regains that mobility. Uh, guys, who do we have winning this one? Adam, what have you got? Oh, I got Panthers by 30. It could be an absolute bloodbath. How about you, Nick? Yeah, you go Panthers by 30. Yeah, that's going to be nasty. Do you want to come out and watch it with me? Mate, I'm back on dad duty this week. Oh, bring the kids. I'll pay. <laughs> <laughs> Half past yeah. six, praise from Bro, you know, all the way out to Penrith, mate, all the way across the city. I'm sure it'll work out well. Anyway. <clears throat> Uh, and as for me, yeah, it, it's, it won't be good. I reckon it might be close, though, 12. I reckon a few guys will get a early shower. Now, guys, we also got to talk about the players on buy. So we've got a number of relevant teams here, Eels, Manly Knights. So I'm just going to ask, I'm just going to split this between you guys and ask for the hold or sell. Obviously, we do try not to buy players on the buy. So I'll, I'll take Ponga, which is I'm waiting for Origin to see how Walsh goes. So you need him before round 15 by anyway, but he's definitely a hold just because of the value. Adam, Phoenix Crosland, is he a hold this week? Oh, absolutely. Hold until yeah. round 16. I don't I don't think you can sell anyone that plays round 16. I like that thought. Don't yeah, sell anyone who plays round yep. 16. We should have just said at the beginning and like, skipped a whole bunch of players. <laughs> 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 Nick, Hopgood. Yeah, what? Are we holding or selling? A hold? What the... Look, Dude, mate, he plays round 16. Look, no, you I, just said I, it. Exactly. Okay, problem solved. Uh, same for Mitch Moses. Uh, and Dylan Brown at this point is, you know, I guess he's he's a hold too. Uh, yes, 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 okay. yes, yes. The only guy that you could buy this week, but only if you absolutely need a cash down to get somewhere else, is Sione Finu, who I don't know whether you guys watched him play this week. He looked pretty damn good in Edge, didn't he? Uh, who did they play? I can't remember. Did they play the Raiders? No, that was the week before. Who did they play this week? Uh, Finu. Uh, they played uh, Samuel Finu. The Knights. The Knights. The Knights. Oh, yeah. He got that a 47 a watch, in 77 though. minutes. 27 yeah, yeah, tackles. Yeah, for sure. Two missed tackles, two offloads. Two offloads. I, like, have to buy him. So, I'm thinking Sloan and Kintoa to Joey Manu and Fainu. But I have to get Fainu because there's no one else oh, that look, can make that, that really work. And he's at that price where, like, you know that his Burbo's injured, right? He's literally the last guy standing. You know, Tuolagi is injured. Yeah, I think you're in with a pretty good shot, right? It's not like he can play Kepi out there. And if he gets injured this week, I'll just wear it. That's it, yeah, because at that price, you just use him to loop when you at that point. Yeah, I guess so. Excellent. Awesome. Uh, Garrick, I'll just say we are right about the 30 average without a try. He got a 38. It's kind of to be expected over there. He's just a hard buy, considering like last week I wasn't as keen, just because he misses the game this week, and without the good players there, he'll just struggle a little bit more. Uh, Schuster, guys, <laughs> any interest on that one? I guess we might talk about him, save him for next week, hey? Because I'm yeah, not sure. Yeah. That, I'm not sure we saw the we saw kind of the best and the worst from him last week, didn't we? Yeah. Anyway, so uh, got a 33, not an urgent buy or sell with that type of score as the acting half. 
All right, guys, let's get to the really big one. Captaincy. Adam, who are you captaining this week? Oh, I've got it. I've got it on Heinz, eh? I just don't know if I trust Cleary backing up. Against the Dragons, yeah. It's a good good shout there. So you got him. Who's your backup? Who's your vice? Oh, I've got JDB, just stock centered. Pretty, yeah, pretty reliable. And then my spicy is Manu. I think he could go absolutely nuts. That's true. A couple of weeks off, plenty of KFC in him. He could go very well against Canterbury. <laughs> <laughs> now, apparently, he gets, a big, he gets a big rev up from Suwali because he loves showing up with, at training with a big bag at KFC. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, he, 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 he could be in for a double. Uh, if he is, he'll go ballistic because if he can get a 50 without doing much, imagine what he can do if he does get over the line. Uh I like it a lot, actually. He might be my vice captain. Nick, who have you got as your captain? Oh, I think I have to go Cleary um, against the Dragons. And yeah, so that, that should be a whopping. And then uh, I agree, JDB, I think he's a great shout uh, this week. And Spicy, I'm just having a look at the matchups because that's what I really look for. Um, oh, I'm not sure the Roosters will smash the Doggies. So I, I think maybe Dylan Edwards just goes stupid as well because, um, yeah, I just think the Panthers would just smash him this week, to be honest. Yeah, no, that's it. I've, I had Captain as Cleary, but I might actually, if I owned Hines, Hines would be my choice this week. Uh, I would... Uh, it's the Broncos. Yeah, I, just because I think the Cleary, whether he backs up or not at all, or whether he plays 40 minutes and then... You know, they sub someone else in. Not sure. Uh, again, against the Dragons, if you're Ivan Cleary, how hard are you thrashing your Origin Stars? I don't know. Anyway, that, that's so just... It's a Sunday Sunday night game. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So there is a five-day turnaround. There's every chance that he comes up and he plays really well. I'm just saying that there's also every chance that he gets a rest. You just you can't tell. The, the way that they structure their squad, um, there's, there's so many guys in and out of that squad coming back from injury from like everywhere. It's like every player has become fit at the same time in that squad. Even Spencer yeah, well, Lee we'll from his ruptured testicle. See, it's like the we'll fifth time we've mentioned that. testicles. <laughs> First time <laughs> legitimately <laughs> that we've mentioned testicles tonight. <laughs> we'll know after Origin whether Cleary's going back up, I'd say, based upon how he, how he performs and if he picks up anything. <laughs> how he looks on Channel 9 when chat to Joey, whether he looks like he's been on the wrong side of a 10-round fight with the Vita Pan guy. <laughs> Jeez, there is a guy I would not like to face in the boxing ring after seeing him in the offseason. Jeez, Louise. Oh, he is, yeah. He's 100% muscle there, man. <sighs> yeah, anyway, if you had the work ethic. Okay, uh, awesome. So let's talk about trades this week. Adam, who are you thinking? Oh, I've got Katoa. I need to get out Katoa to either Turpin or Little. I can't decide. And Bourbon to around 14 player. Who knows? And I'm probably going to get rid of um, Haas as well, but again to another round fourteen player. It really, I was going to get, I was going to get um, Mad, no, but mate, that that injury, I just can't trust it. And yeah, you're going to get who? Sorry, you cut out. Meadow, oh, Meadow. Ryan Madison. Yeah. If, if he wasn't injured, but I can't, yeah, I can't trust it. No, it, it, yeah, and he's not playing this week, so and he probably won't be back till they're saying a four week injury. Might not be back till round seventeen. Maybe even the other side of the buy, so round sixteen, round seventeen. So yeah, that that's too long a time. You may, as well, I'd rather play Haas. Yeah, awesome. Uh for me, 
I've unfortunately, Nick, you've done what you do, which is I've come in with that I'm keeping Cleary and Haas take, right? And I just was very firm on that. And you friggin' sold me. So I'm like selling Bird. I'm selling Haas. I've got like $8 trillion. I'm selling Katoa. And I have no idea. So I'm I'm literally going to be looking at my schedule. The big thing is, as probably the same as you, Nick, who plays round 16? That's literally it. Just, just bringing those guys. AFB might be the exception to the rule, hey? AFB might be exceptional or Heinz. That just feel like Satalakai, though. It just feels like a Talakai. It just does. I don't know why. It just yeah, does. It's, it's just that Talakai had one good game. Uh, Fanil Blake has had three six, uh, sorry, five 60-plus games in a row. So yeah, I'm just saying it feels like it. I'm not saying it is. I'm not saying, you know, it just feels like if you get on now, it's just like maximum risk, minimum reward, you know. I gotcha. I'll, I'll say since round seven, right, when he's, he's come back after a couple of poor games against the Knights and the Sharks, so he's he's got sixty one, uh, and he only played for forty five minutes, and he got a try. So we're ignoring that one. So round eight versus the Storm, eighty, uh, in seventy minutes, sixty five in seventy five minutes, sixty seven in sixty seven minutes, sixty one in fifty one minutes against the Bulldogs, and last week he got a seventy nine in sixty eight minutes versus the Broncos. No injuries. Only only three in the top hundred have him. So he's a huge pod. Huge pod. It's like filthy pod. So, and you'll get a couple of good games out of him until round 16. So, with his break even, unless he absolutely, like, unless he car crashes his knee again, he should be all right. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Spicy choice out there, but you are paying top dollar, but you are selling top dollar too. It's just that who else is there? Like, especially if you're like me, if I own Tohu, Tarpane, Jack DeBellin, right? Who else are you buying? With Haas, if you're yeah. in the middle. That's it. Excellent. Okay, oh, so I, I reckon if I'm selling Haas, it's only to get Heinz. That's the only guy that I actually want. So I think we've answered all the big questions this week, which I know that we had on here, which is uh, Bird, uh, Little, Tigers, Best Cheapy, uh, which I think we said is Fino, even though he's not playing this week, and Olapu, if uh, if you need someone who plays this week. Urgent Cells have been Sloan and Matto and Bird. So, like I think we've said, he is a sell. So, absolutely excellent. Uh, just just quickly going through the questions. Were there any more questions on the website for that one, Nick? Huh? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, <laughs> I I will go and check. Don't worry, I, I'll do I'll do everything on this podcast. If you wonder why, if you wonder why I'm so sore after this podcast, but I sound a bit tired. It's from from carrying this entire team. So, <laughs> let's. <laughs> Okay, oh, we got a couple of questions in the in the business suite, so let's have a look here. Okay, from the Facebook. Okay, so Nathan Affleck says, I stupidly bought Bird in last week. Reckon he's a sell injury-wise, Mitch. We'll just give him a few weeks and see around 17. So I think we've said sell. Uh, this one is for you, Nick. I'll give the next one to you. So this one for you, Nick. Any major difference between Isaiah Papali and Bateman? Oh, jeez. I haven't done that deep dive, if I'm honest. Um... Oh, I haven't done the deep dive. I really don't know. Uh, I've I've already Papali'i, but I um, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, do you have an opinion, Adam, on that? I think IPEP is a riskier player. He's got the higher upside, but the lower floor as well. I think um, Bateman will just continuously hit out fifties to sixties, whereas IPEP will hit seventy one week and forty the next. Yeah, I kind of I was actually going to say the opposite of that one as as far as the thing. So, 
There you go, Nathan. Is one person doesn't know, one person leads one way to the floor and ceiling, the other one leads the other way. I think it's flip a coin, bro. Just, have- yeah, I think I think it's literally flip a coin because um, Isaiah Papali'i, his base is just all over the shop. If I'm honest, and even his minutes a little bit. You know, last week he played seventy one. Round nine, the Panthers played fifty nine. He played seventy three against the Broncos. He's just a bit up and down in general, I think, and. Um, I think that's just the nature of this Tigers pack, if I'm honest. You can't really bank on any of these guys, can you? No, I, I think if you're buying them, you've got to have that level of risk in your life, right? Well, it just speaks to uh, the lack of quality elsewhere, you know? It really does. Uh, all good. Let, let's Next one for you, Adam. Reese Furness goes, what do you lads think of Stafford Toe as a pickup 570k DPP? Negative. Uh, negative. Uh, Nick, any disagreement? Uh, what's the question? 570k Stafford Toa, is he a boy? Oh, hell no. Hell no. Yeah. Talakai from last year, Reese. If you bought Talakai from last year, then yes, you're likely to pick up Stafford Toa too. Uh, Dean Tim McKenzie uh, says, all, all I can say is thank God students better at fantasy than billiards. And yes, I stunk it up on the weekend. Uh, what about these trades, boys? Mate, Ed, Ed stunk it up a billion. It's my God. Uh, Ed stunk it up, <laughs> literally stunk it up. Literally. Ed, Ed polluted. Our brother Ed possibly let out the filthiest public utterance from a backside that has <laughs> not been called like, a war crime. Like, like, the nastiest thing smelt since, like, World War One mustard gas. So, oh, my God. All I can say is, is that there, the room was cleared. Anyway. And it was a big room too. So let's he let's what about these trades? He's got Haas to Tapane, Bird to Isaiah Papali'i, and Croslin to Little. Little, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, why, but why are you selling Croslin? That's probably my only question, right? Yeah, that's it. You lose around 16 player. Uh, so I think he's yeah. more a head to head player than others. But yeah, so head I think. Head to head, then yeah, I'm in. Head to head for sure. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon head-to-head on that one, you're probably in for a winner. Okay, looking at elsewhere, just while I pull this up, let's check home, let's check the page. So uh, we've got Nathan who's asked me the same thing on the page and sent us it via DM. Has he changed his mind in between those two? No. Okay, so with that in mind, guys, I think we've answered everyone else's questions, which you kind of cleared before. Any last thoughts from Unic? I'm just looking more at this uh, iPappy Bateman thing. Yes. So... Bateman has a slightly higher base, right? Ooh. But IPappy has slightly higher attacking. Um, uh, Bateman has higher negatives, but IPappy has lower negatives. So um, if you think uh, Johnny Bateman can get his attacking game up, go Johnny Bateman. Uh, if you think Isaiah Papali'i can get more involved and get his base up, go Isaiah Papali'i. Hmm. Are you right on that one, Adam, about the base versus four? Uh, I know, I'll be completely honest with you. I'm this close to getting both. I already own Isaiah Papali. I reckon I'm going to buy John Bateman swap bird to Bateman this week. Yeah, I agree. So I reckon they're, they're two very good nice. players. They kind of, they're kind of good enough, kind of like what Jack Bird and Jack DeBellin are doing at the Dragons. They're good enough that they can just score decently, even in a side that's doing poorly. Carrying the team on their backs. Yeah, Speaking 100%. of guys with sore backs. Jesus. Between Appy, uh, iPappy, and freaking uh, Bateman. They, those guys, they're like uh, Atlas holding up the world, right? Over at Tigers. I, I heard from a 
I heard from a birdie that the Tigers were making a play for Tyson Frizzell. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that. They got IPAPI on a three-year deal. They got friggin' Bateman on a four-year deal. Yep, I'm telling you, that's what I've heard. You'd have to move Isaiah Papali to the middle. Or Bateman no, to lock. No, it would be Bateman, won't it? Bateman to lock. Yeah, I think it's Bateman to lock. He's got the skill set. He'd be the world's he, grossest I think he'd be an outstanding lock. He'd be also an absolutely filthy number six, I'll be honest with you. He's got a little kick in him. Palm, don't argue, running game. He'd be Jerry Manu 2.0. Well, you could Perry Bateman to Joey Manu. Uh, at number six, oh playing God. at six, I reckon they're Thanks the same I... player. Oh, are you kidding me? What are you smoking? <sighs> right, I'm just smoking? saying, no, as, as far as the way that they jink around, the little kicking game, the weirdness, like the way that they play differently to other players, the little the skill set, they're both high school players. That's what made him uh, so dangerous when, when he was playing over... Um, yeah, they're good runners of the ball. I agree they're both good runners of the ball. Anyway. So, anyway, that's that's what I got from them there. Large, skillful, good runners. Uh, weird dudes. All right. So, with that in mind, uh, Adam, any final thoughts from you? Nah. I'm all good. Excellent. And if we didn't say it, guys, Jerry Manu is also an enormous buy this week as well. So, I guess in the Tigers, if you've got Bird and you don't have money, that's probably the easiest trade, isn't it, Nick? Yeah. Yeah. Problem solved. Uh, uh, same with Lemur Elu. Uh, is still peak price, but I don't think we can see Lemur Elio going backwards, can we, Adam? Not too far. Just end the podcast, you. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> All right. With that in mind, guys, <laughs> I will end the podcast. Not because Nick said to, but because we've reached the natural conclusion, which is what I was aiming for. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is the Brittle Bust Enter Fantasy Podcast. Uh, round 14, signing out. Thanks for listening to the Boom or Bust podcast. Make sure to subscribe and check out our Facebook page for more info.